Hello everyone and welcome to the Mortgage Show podcast, where we will be looking at the mortgage market from the broker perspective. My name is Andrew Montlake, although we're amongst friends, you know the drill, you can call me Monty, and I'm your host for the unpredictable and hopefully interesting and fun discussions that will follow. I would like to thank Mortgage Introducer for their support with this, and we have some exciting plans for the future, so stay tuned. Anyway, here we are, where the hell has 2018 gone? In a flurry of fake news, Brexit fighting, trade wars, interest rate rises, and a whole cacophony of uncertainty, affordability calculations, product transfers, and buy-to-let changes, how have brokers fared? To chat about these issues and more, I'm honoured to be joined by two hopefully sensible voices who are never shy of expressing an opinion. So welcome to Lee Karasavas. Good afternoon, Zora. Good afternoon. The MD of Prolific Mortgage Finance and also a virgin on this show, uh, Richard Merritt, who's the MD of LargeMortgageLoans.com. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. I'm very, very pleased to see you both. Looking very nice, calm, relaxed. And ready to go. So, um, well, first off, gentlemen, what a year. It's nearly the end of the year. Um, Thank goodness for that. Well, that's my first question, really. Um, Will you be glad to see the back of it? Hell yes. (laughs) Or are you pretty happy with how it's gone? What's what's been going on, Lee? Well, I'm not sure about Richard or yourself, but the year started well. I think the first half went well. Mm. Um, then we crept into crept into August. August was okay, and then September came along, and God knows what happened. It went really, really quiet. September, October had a bit of a balance. November was a bit of a yeah. car crash as well. The market's been really, really quiet for us. Certainly, yeah, all of November and December, it's really, really quiet and down now. Christmas, obviously, normally December's a quiet month, yeah. but that's that's edged back to November for us this year. Purchases yeah. have just literally just. Falling off the shelf, it seems for us. That, that's where you're seeing mainly purchases are, are slowing. Yeah, that's purchases what, have gone. I mean, we, yeah. we look on where we were year on year versus last year, and this year we're sitting at about 70, 75% has been remortgage work. Right. Uh, wow. 25% purchases. The year before that, we were way up. I think we were near 35, 40% on purchases yeah. and 55 to 60 on remo. But yeah, this year you definitely get that feeling. People are battening down the hatches, just waiting for. Can I mention the word Brexit? Yeah, or is it too soon? Oh, what was that? <laughs> Please don't. God, that was. Where's that? our little Brexit swear jar? Oh, no. Just to be putting our pound yes, coin every that. time we mention it. But yeah, dear Lord, that certainly had an effect for us. So yeah. all the agents that we kind of deal with around our kind of area have gone very, very quiet, very low stock levels. Um, Properties have been sitting on the market for ages. You know, mm. they've really been sitting on there for a long That's time. Interesting. So it's been a tough for us. Rich, over to you for the doom and gloom. No, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, uh, God, I'm glad this full of Christmas <laughs> cheer, this one. Stay tuned, it'll get better. The, the mortgage market has been a bit like the, the rest of the world. Over the course of this year, we had to, we start kicked off with the beast from the east and we were all freezing. And then we had the longest, hottest summer <laughs> ever. Um, and it, it basically, the B word, uh, everything's just been all over the place. And yeah. the, the, I think the mortgage market is the same. We've had... Um, we've We've had great rates, new lenders, expanding criteria, people going into underserved markets, but all set against mm. uh, a, a very, very challenging market. It yeah. had uh, lots of things in place to, to be perfect. And uh, um, it's just been the volume of transactions, particularly mm. in purchase, that have, uh, have caused a problem. I think without the um, without the base rate increase um, and the stimulus that that gave the remortgage market, um, it it could have been even harder. Yeah, yeah. We, so, were, we were talking about this the other day. I'm not sure what you boys think, but we've all been in the industry a long time. I remember 2008 very, very well, and I would 
I would actually say it's tougher now than it was in 2008. I'm not sure if you're feeling that yourself. That is really, we had exactly that conversation. I, and I, and I, I felt that it actually, the last half of this year, it's just felt like a slog. Mm. It's been hard work. And actually, yeah, I did liken it to that a similar time. I think the, the, the big difference is now we've got, um, we've got rates and we've got products. In 2008, every, lenders were pulling out, lenders yeah, were going yeah, bust. Absolutely. I mean, we had two buy-to-let lenders, for example. We, mm. we, we've now got too many, um, uh, particularly <laughs> set against the number of transactions that are happening. Um, and But the, the one difference there was people either did nothing because they couldn't, they were in negative equity, um, or they saw it as a great buying opportunity because prices had just fallen off the face of a cliff. Mm. Whereas here, a lot of people are doing nothing because they're just sat on their hands waiting yeah. for the... the I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to... No, are we going to ban that? it at all? going to put a kudos on that word as of no, now. Yeah, that's the second forward. half of the podcast, gone then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the summer... There was there was great hope and optimism for a few mm. weeks. We had a glorious uh, World Cup campaign. Everyone thought, yeah, the market's going to bounce. England are doing well. We're going to we're going to do great. They're going to so- sort out Brexit, and it'll all be fine and dandy. It got all nice and hot. Everyone went on holiday, and then never, <laughs> and then never came back. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. More flip flop scene in the city for a long time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so it's quite interesting. You said about uh, stock levels are quite low. Actually, some of these state agents are. That we're dealing with they got they've got the stock they've got loads of stock they've almost got too much i, I think but they haven't got the buyers the issue with that stock as well is we've been talking about this as well is the ones that do have stock if you look at the value of those properties are they massively overvalued just because they're trying to fill the shop window yeah, with yeah. properties Possibly. i mean we've we've seen the last two three well, i say two three months maybe that's a little bit too much certainly the last month down valuations have been huge yeah, yeah. it's like every valuer has been given the the order to go out there and slice off at least 10 or 15 percent really and that's commercial as well as residential as well we're seeing that on yeah um but a lot of the agents around where we are we're looking at properties that, that we've known over the last few years and we're looking at them we're thinking that's way overpriced and is it overpriced because the agents are going in and they're basically asking the vendor how much do you want to put it on for yeah we'll give you that price we'll put it in in the window knowing that it's going to sit there for six months because it's, it's over budget and it's that's a, why we think properties are staying on the market. For it's, it's odd though, because there are there are. I think if you've got it, it, the market always used to sort of operate on it. Oh, you could say, well, that's happening in the east, or that's happening in that borough. Yeah. Um, whereas at the moment, I think it's actually we've we've reached a point where it's down to single chimney pots, and it's down to individual properties as to how things perform. Because if you've got a, a great property that's you know, had all the work done to it and is is ready to sell, there are enough. Um, people, for, whether it be first-time buyers, whether it be family units looking to get into for the right schools, um, there are enough people who are willing to pay a fair price, um, mm. and that's where I think the that the to, to jump on the point you made about are things just being put on too high? If something goes on at a sensible price, it tends to go fairly quickly mm. um, because people 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 want value nowadays. They've yeah. seen what's happening in the rest of the world, and I think I think value has become one of the key things that people mm. look for, whatever they're buying. Do you think we're seeing estate agents panicking and going in and upping values to fill that window, though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the way we're seeing things. You guys are a lot more in touch with estate agents than we are. It's um, interesting. But, well, the good estate agents are still managing. It's all about managing the vendor's expectations, hmm. and that's the problem. And the good estate agents who, who, although we're getting less inquiries now, the inquiries are much more, uh, they definitely want to do something. Yeah. So they're much more committed. They're not just wasting time. They're not just 
dipping their toe in the market. They definitely want to do something. And they're actually, there are some good deals to be had. Yeah, if you yeah, want to sell now, deals. it is a buyer's market. Yeah. But there is still, yeah, I think if there's you, business to be done there. If you, mm. pre- if you prepare your house properly and you're, you know, you're in a, yeah. in, in a, in a good catchment area for, mm. for, for schools, you're in a good area that um, uh, people want to buy in. And in London, there are a hell of a lot of them. Then provided you price it right, you shouldn't actually have too much trouble. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, well, let's be positive then. What's, yes. what's been your high point? of uh, 2018 Let, let's be positive I mean, it was some, apart something, from the end of it <laughs> so, something we've done is it was, we've focused a lot more on protection um, you know we, we've had to not diversify but yeah. you need to spread your risk effectively so protection that's has good. been a big up for us that's been a huge increase on where we were last year um, massively undersold previously mm. still massively undersold I think and that's that's a whole other topic of conversation mm. but protection's been big remortgage has been huge and I, I, th- I think the key for us on the remortgage for all of us in this industry is, is to make sure we're getting in there before the existing lenders do to make sure we're managing our client bank as, as best we can and making sure we're engaging with our clients a lot more than probably we were, yeah, we were doing in the absolutely. past I think cus- the, the, the promotion of customer service has become paramount whether it be through uh intermediaries retaining their existing clients and looking after them as, as best as they possibly can, mm. uh, or whether it be t- technology uh, developments. Um, everything seems very much um, pushing towards uh, improving the customer uh, experience, both from a, a service point of view, from a, a technology point of view. So I think that's uh, that's probably the biggest positive. The other the other one for me is just, just the actual industry itself. Um, besides us three being very miserable uh, about, I'm not uh, miserable them. I'm no, actually I, just, well, I just then just then I don't, I, don't, I don't mean in general sorry well, sorry I mean, sort of Lisa just brought you right down a bit then yeah um, but we've, we've just been <laughs> marginally negative <laughs> the whiskey, um, about, about, about the market um, but uh, yeah we, we, we have had a, a tough year as, uh, as as intermediaries as estate agents as you know anyone in um, property and financial services it has been a tough year in fact to be honest pretty tough for, for anyone in any is um, that area. just mm. because we're London? It, because actually, I'm, I'm just, um, I've just actually just realised actually L- we, we are London centric. London has probably had a little bit of its own comeuppance uh, yeah. over the last, yeah. uh, you know, the last few yeah, years. We've agreed. been walking around with our chests puffed, chests puffed out, yeah. operating <laughs> in a bubble. You know, London markets flying, and it's uh, um, that yeah, was full on yeah. Cockney. That was, wasn't it? <laughs> I've never seen. For those of you that couldn't Cockney. see it, there was arm movement as well. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, there has been a little bit of a levelling, and it, yeah. it needed to happen. Um, yeah. uh, I think the drop in transactions has been has been too great, but I think the the big positive for me has just been the way the 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 industry has been in a number of different respects. You know, there's uh, there's been a lot of events, and there's a lot of there's always such a huge amount of positivity, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, the, um, uh, the the way industry has reacted to a number of different things. I mean, charity single you're doing mortgage sleep out recently yeah um, i think the, the the big positive has been um seeing what a great industry we work in how much change there has been um you know people moving around and the the support that they get when they do so um, yeah. i mean i've seen it personally having changed jobs um and the support and goodwill that i've had from other people we the, the big mm. high for me is seeing what a great industry we work in um at a time when it's it's not been brilliant yeah. for everyone yeah, I mean, mm. the, the whole mortgage sleep-out thing, Rob Jump, Maria Harris, that, that they started to do, and Will at Brightstar as well. I mean, it's just Sir it's Will. phenomenal. Sir, Sir Will. <laughs> Sir Will. It is phenomenal. Over £100,000 yeah. raised now. It's not Incredible. too late to donate. People, if you're listening, get in there. 
And um, the goodwill we've had with doing the, the charity single, which should hopefully be out uh, by the time you hear this, <laughs> download it from all good... Uh, all uh, good stockists. All good, good stockists. Uh, the it? mortgage in, industry collective. I should just um, clarify: there are other stockists. Are there? Are there? <laughs> Our price? Oh no, that was nineteen eighty-one, <laughs> wasn't it? Sorry. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's uh, so, so there you go. They're getting into the Christmas spirit here. It's uh, it, it yeah. is a beautiful industry when when we all work together, uh, and that's really got to be the uh, the blueprint for the future: yeah. lenders, brokers working together. Hundred yeah, um, percent. So there's, there's been a uh, a lot of talk in the press at the moment that things are getting getting a bit too lax again. So we've seen things like six times income, the uh, uh, yeah. 100% mortgages, that type of thing. Are, are the bad old days coming back or is it a case of this time it's different? It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's so different. It is. Because so many people will go, yeah, you say it that is. every time it's different and every time blah, blah, blah. It's a bit like that scene in Jaws when they're sitting around the table and they're all sitting there comparing scars. We've, we've all got our <laughs> scars from 2008 that we can remember. And that includes the lenders. It includes the clients. We've all, we all remember how bad it was. And I, think, I think there is a place for 100%. Everyone is desperate to help first-time buyers. Everyone's desperate to help people get on the ladder and move up the ladder. So I think there's a place for 100%, but you need your caveats. Like for me personally, I would say you can only do it on a five-year deal. You've got to have that time to build equity into that. Yeah. yeah. Build equity into that deal. Doing a two-year two year deal at 100%, chances <clears throat> are you're going to come out on negative equity. But yeah. so long as retention is strong enough with these deals, or you've got a five-year fixed, or you've got some kind of... Um, ASU built in the background that is compulsory that you have to take with it so you're protected if there's any form of unemployment you, or something. Mr. Protection. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I a like changed it. man. You're I'm a changed man. <laughs> See, I, I don't like it. Do you not? I don't like 100% mortgages. Do I, you not? I don't think we should have them. Do you not think it helps? No. I, don't, no. I, I like the fact that people have to either save for a deposit. That's good. That's good yeah. practice for budgeting. And I like the fact they got skin in the game. I, I, I think if you've got 100% uh, borrowed, then maybe you're more likely to, to if it goes wrong, just say, oh, actually, there's none of my money in it. I don't really care. And walk away. Um, but that, So I'm, I'm anti it. Rich? Mm. I'm in two minds. It's one old. Because when, 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 I, when, I, when I first started in the industry, I, I bought my first property with 100% mortgage, as um, a vast majority of my clients did. Mm. Um, and... Uh, I don't think, well, I've certainly none that I'm aware of, of anyone who ever had a default. And, you know, this was, I, I came into the industry in 2003. Um, so I had a few years of people having bought with 100% mortgages yeah. and then obviously the backside fell out of the world. Mm. Um, and I, to my knowledge, I've never, ever had a client who um, didn't, end up in a, a sort of stronger position off the back of it. Um, whether they had to remain in the property they bought for longer than they originally planned, yes, probably. Um, nowadays, I'm probably with you, actually, Monty. I, I think people do need to save or need to get some sort of assistance to be able to uh, uh, to be able to get there, whether that be <coughs> government mental, um, of which there's some, probably still needs to be more, um, you know, the promotion of, of, of help to buy, um, Particularly in London, over the last period of yeah. time, has been has been very very good, um, and uh, I think you've, we've seen a, a definite change to the face of shared ownership and shared equity mortgages. Um, they've uh, they've become a, a damn sight more popular, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure 
I think if the 100% mortgages were to properly come back, they would need to be with very, very strict yeah. um, guidelines. Five-year right, fixed yeah. is a great idea. And um, certainly not stretching income at six times no, to get definitely 100%. Not, not definitely I think not. that's game no. over. No, but, your six, six times incomes is for the right borrower. Yeah. Professionals. And, and I, think, I think all the... Yeah, I mean, you can define the types of professionals, yeah. but it shouldn't necessarily be restricted. There should be other points of entry to like that, whether it, be, whether it be mortgage yeah, brokers. Mortgage yeah. brokers. Um, <laughs> yeah. if, if any lenders are listening, bring back the 100% mortgage that takes 100% of uh, monthly commission for mortgage brokers. Um, yeah. What could up. possibly go wrong? Clean up. Um, so we had a, a question in from, uh, let's look, look towards next year. Um, a couple of things, really. So one from Mortgage Stew. What what do you think the challenges are for the mortgage market in 2019? Well, I think first and foremost is actually countering the negativity towards innovation. Um, you know, yeah. the, the mortgage market needs good more point. innovation. There has been some, and there's been some good stuff. We've seen a lot more uh, Rio lenders, retirement interest only options, mm -hmm. um, which is a massively underserved market. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, we had nothing for guarantors. There's lots of help to buy yeah. that helps first-time buyers. There's, there's now still not a great deal of proper guarantor products, but you've got joint no. borrower, sole proprietor. Which that's returned in now. a big there's way. There's a lot of lenders doing um, that. Yeah. You know, six times income mm. um, is a good thing for the right borrowers. Um, but I think um, we just need to make sure that there isn't a backlash of negativity and that um, the innovation doesn't stop. Um, because you know, if you actually look at uh, look at the mortgage product, for example, um, it hasn't evolved since pre-credit crunch still 10 yeah. overpayments five percent incremental ltv mm. bandings mm. um yeah. yeah we could do with more innovation around where, where would you stand on a 25 year fix right now if that was offered to you i wouldn't take it because i'm almost certainly going to move i think if it, <laughs> <laughs> it is portable Rich. yeah see i spoke Garan to lender yeah. the other day and i said what you need is guaranteed guaranteed portability because people move when they have a change in circumstance right. changing job yeah, another yeah. family member yeah. death marriage divorce yeah. whatever it may be how can you not guarantee portability are people not offering guaranteed portability on these and no. there's a lot of talk of 25-year fix, but that's not being part no, of the... It's, no, it's reassessed as a fresh still, application. It's reassessment, isn't it? So you, well, yeah, I guess so. So, huh? yeah, if you, if you had a life... If you're, if you're in, in a contract and you've been underwritten at point of entry um, and you can afford it, and then you need to move house, as long as you're not borrowing any more, that's a key point. If you're yeah. borrowing mm. more, fair enough. Same as a product As long as you're not borrowing more, yeah, yeah it should be treated like but product that, transfer. That's mm. where, and that, that's the other challenge, that's where advice is paramount because the number of people that you see that lock into five-year fixed rates and then a year later, they've you know maybe taken wrong advice or gone direct or what have mm. you, not had enough advice, and they come and see you and say, oh, we want to move, why do you want to move? Oh, we've just had a baby and now we've one less income down or it's half down or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they've gone to their existing lender and they yeah. won't lend to them because their circumstances mm. have changed. Mm. So that's where a good broker will have probed on their future plans and given them advice from the outset and given them a product mm. that suits their, suits their longer term needs. You know, mm. A mortgage is not just about the rate, it's about the, the actual plan that the, the, the client has. Mm. Yeah. Lee, what, what about the uh, tech challenges? Coming, do you do you guys see that as a as a as a threat? Do, do you think brokers got, get it? Do they are they ignoring it? Is it later? I think you, you need to work in tangent with the lenders on this. I think and understand. You know, some of, some of these lenders now producing offers within twenty four hours is fantastic. And so long as we're embracing that technology, then I think it's great. But yeah, robo advice has been thrown around all year. 
I think the challenges we've all faced in the last three months is we all realise there is no such thing as a straightforward, easy vanilla mortgage anymore. <laughs> yeah. It is just, it's ridiculous. It is unbelievable how complex mortgages are going to be. And robo-advice, I think, can only get you so far. You'll get to a certain level where you are always going to need the interjection of advice mm. from a broker at that point, rather than the algorithm of a computer that's okay. going to point you down the best rate. So although I wouldn't say it's a challenge, I think it's something we've just got to embrace. I wouldn't see it as a threat. I'd see it as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, if we're working well with it and we're understanding it and we're embracing it and making it part of our business, I think it's only going to help sustain this career for a lot longer for mm. us. Yeah. I think what it emphasises is that need for um, advice and mm. not just around product. It, as I say, you know, to fully understand a client, you have to understand the risk of getting very cheesy hopes, dreams, aspirations, future plans. Um, and a, a robot, a computer, an algorithm can't do that. Mm. Uh, and that's where um, skill brokers, and to go back to the point that you made earlier, Lee, about customer service, you, 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 you've got to put your arm mm. around your clients and actually you know, help them achieve what they yeah, want to achieve. Yeah. And that's where the advice piece is of absolute paramount importance. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah I, don't, I don't want to see technology as an excuse for a, a dumbing down of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it can be used is we, we're still in a, a, the whole mortgage process is still pretty uh, antiquated. Yes. Mm. And we have to use technology to make that customer journey so much better because yeah. they're, they're expecting how they deal with Amazon or how they deal deal with uh, AO.com or someone like that or, or Bulb. Or, uh, and that's what we have to replicate in the mortgage industry without losing the personal touch and advice. Yeah, Clients shouldn't, guess, ha- shouldn't have to print off their online bank statements to put in the post to us because no, we, we're no. tec- and that technically is not allowed to accept starting, an email. This is something that's going to help us. Open banking is something that's going to yeah, help yeah. us. Embracing that technology will I help think us. So. It's going yeah. to improve our application to offer it. You know, it's yeah. it's going to make the job a lot a lot better for us. I think. See, there you go. Lee is positive. I am very positive about <laughs> next year. <laughs> um, I actually am. I mean, one of the things we haven't touched on, I think I think Rich touched on it briefly, was I, I think the equity release and the later life mortgage market is going to be huge. Yeah. It is going to yeah, be massive. It's a huge opportunity for us. Um, I'm going to throw in a little stat from the Government Actuary Department. Oh, look yeah, at you getting yeah. all prepared. I quite like this stat because th- th- this God. one actually gives me hope. <laughs> um, by 2036, they estimate there's going to be 3.5 million people in the UK that are aged over 80 by 2036, Blimey. which is a 25% increase on where we are today. And that just represents such a huge market that that is basically going to be such a huge opportunity for us. If you're, if you're a mortgage broker and you understand equity release and you combine both, so you're giving advice on an equity release versus advice on a later mm. life mortgage, that is going to be such a huge opportunity because these people are going to be creating the deposits for the youth to try and help them get on the ladder. Yeah. So effectively, you're looking at two transactions from one, mm-hmm. effectively. Pension provision isn't strong enough to look after these people as they get older as well. So mm-hmm. they're going to be looking for the pension provision, the release from their property as well. Um, so the only other option is to downsize and sell. And if they downsize and sell, that's just going to release more money for other people to buy. Yeah. So later life lending, I think, is going to be a huge opportunity over the next five is years. That, uh, do you, uh, are you, Gala Bingo do are the, going to be laughing. Gala Bingo. <laughs> Are they still think it's still a big idea. thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. No, we will be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> will you be 80 by then? No, you're young. No, I I'm, might I'm, be. I'm not even sure I'll be 50 by now. <laughs> all right, don't worry. <laughs> oh, 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 look at you. You've got really all cat's claws there. Um, so, we're, well, we're nearly out of time, actually. It's flown really? by. Oh. Yeah, I know. Crikey. It's unbelievable. Um, so, I'm going to finish on what else would you do? Because this is something you've <laughs> What else would you do if it wasn't mortgage broking? 
it's, it's such a difficult question. I, I, I never intended on being in this job in the first place. I, I blame my business partner who got a job in summer. I then felt the pressure after university to go and get a job myself. Walked into Canada Life, little name plug there, sorry about that. And I just got trapped. So 20 years on, <laughs> I've been trapped in the mortgage Canada industry. Life. This was never my intention of a career. <laughs> sports agent, I wanted to do something like that. Really? Yeah. I can see you as a sports something agent. Something in marketing, I had great aspirations and then ended up being a broker. But I don't regret my career for a minute. Yeah. I love being a broker. I love this job. It is so good. So we're going to have some challenges, I'm sure, but I'm not going to look at alternative careers, Monty. I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. I'm going to focus on the future and I'm going to carry on doing this till 75 God, when my mortgage term finishes. that's a strong finish, that is. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, Bring back st- the positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what would you... Uh, if, well, if I'd never been a mortgage broker, then I'd be really confused about mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> would you and, be speaking to and, a robot? And I, would, a... <laughs> I, would, I would need to go and get some advice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I love it. I love it. Man and boy. That's a nice way to end, isn't it? The, the love good. around the table of us all enjoying love our jobs. for the industry. That's beautiful. Um, When's your album out again? When's the charity single out well, again? Well, hopefully the charity... Well, I don't, I don't want to say unless something goes wrong, but it shouldn't do. <laughs> so hopefully it's out the 12th of December, but we shall see. Um, no doubt you'll be sick to death of everyone plugging it, and uh, but it's for a great cause, and if... We've raised £100,000 already. If we can double that or triple that or or at least graze the top 40, who knows? So we don't need to ask you what you're going to do if you weren't a mortgage broker anymore. Uh, Well, no, I'd like to build a nice little recording studio and just sort of chill out and, you know, play about, do some music, do some writing. Some writing? Um, Yeah, maybe some writing. Write write children's books. I'd like to do that. Quite fancy doing that. Anyway, that's that's for another episode. Uh, Thank you to my guests. Lee Carasavas and Richard Merritt for actually a remarkable swear-free episode. That's unbelievable. That I never a, I, I thought we'd need that. No, no, it's not. Thank oh. you. Oh, no. Uh, if you're a broker and you've got any questions or topics for us to debate or you want to appear on the show, then uh, then please let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at Show Mortgage. Thanks for listening, um, if indeed anyone's still with us, and uh, we hope to be with you again soon. 